Hey friends, Ashley Souza here. I spent years working in dental offices wishing I had a friend to guide me. So I'm here now via the Practice Ally podcast to guide you on your journey in dental management. This episode is being brought to you by WiseTech. WiseTech is financing patients actually like using. That's because there's no hidden fees, there's no late fees, and patients can see their options in less than a minute. It doesn't even hurt their credit score to apply. WiseTech gives your patients the convenience of paying overtime while you get paid as soon as the work is done. And it's a reasonably flat rate for your practice. See what all the buzz is about. Go to wisetech.com slash Ashley. That's wisetech, W-I-S-E-T-A-C-K dot com slash Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y. All loans are subject to credit approval. Your terms may vary. Wisetech loans are issued by Hatch Bank. Hello, and thank you for coming back to the Practice Ally podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my de- my guest, Andrew Souza, who just so happens to be my husband. He has a wide variety of experience in dentistry. Uh, his most recent experience has been in mergers and acquisitions, meaning working for a DSO that's by, buying private practices, but he's also been a regional manager, an office manager, and he's also done mergers and acquisitions for other kind of medical facilities. So welcome, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here. Great to uh, take 30 minutes without being asked to take the trash trash out. So that's always nice. Oh, you're so funny, aren't you? Well, guys, um, this is going to be a quick episode because um, my husband was late to our interview, but that's okay. We forgive him. Uh, I just wanted to answer questions that you have. I'm seeing a lot in the, in the forum. So like Andrew, a lot of people are nervous when, and rightfully so when their, um, office gets purchased by a DSO. So can you talk through what that process looks like, what the intent is behind that and are they going to lose their jobs? Great question. So um, not just in dentistry, but in medical in general, uh, this big wave of consolidation is happening where private practices just aren't being treated fairly by insurance companies or suppliers mm-hmm. being on their own. And so consolidating into a larger group helps with buying power, with you know, higher reimbursements on PPOs, and the list goes on and on with those synergies. Being scared is okay. Um, when you when you find out that your doctor is selling, um, you're going to go through stages of change. You're going to be in shock. You're going to be in awe. You're going to be in grief. You're going to come to acceptance at some point, hopefully. But there's things you can do to help you prepare for it and to really make sure that it's going to be a good experience for you. Awesome. Um, one of the things that I see a lot is people are saying, how dare the doctor not tell me I've worked with them for 30 years and he's not even, he's selling the practice and he didn't even tell me. Uh, can you explain why that is? Because obviously that's extremely hurtful to these people that have been loyal to doctor. Well, well all due respect to, to any employee, the doctor has spent time and blood and sweat and tears cultivating, building that business. 
And what you probably don't know is when they come to sell, it's not their first time thinking about it or talking to a suitor. So they, before they tell the staff, they want to make sure they get the right fit. So there's no point in telling a team member when they're just in initial conversations because that doctor is probably going to disqualify one or two, maybe more DSOs based on fit. Um, so when they do tell you, it, yes, it, it is a shock, but it also means he's done his diligence or, his, or her diligence, hopefully, to make sure this is going to be the best transition, not only for him, but for the team members as well. Also, don't they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement? Like, what does that look like? Does that prevent them from initially telling the team uh, that they're in talks with companies about selling? Correct. So in, in, when anybody goes to sell any business in, in the medical industry, m- more often than not, um, and 10 times out of 10 usually, the doctor has to sign a non-disclosure agreement. And it's mutually, uh, it goes both ways that DSO cannot tell other people they're talking to the doctor. And that doctor is only allowed to share with people that are a part of the process, like spouse, attorney, CPA. They really have to keep it tight to their vest until a letter of intent is signed ultimately. Great. Um, I mean, not great because I just wanted to give you guys some solace as to you know, why that's not being discussed because it's legally not allowed. And I know that's extremely hurtful. I want to be sensitive to that. Um, And it's a hard situation for a doctor. I think it's a very stressful time for the doctor. Would you agree, Andrew? Stressful is probably an understatement. Um, I equate it to um, a couple having a child and dropping off that child at daycare for the first time. Their, their baby being transferred to somebody else. Um, so the, the wave of emotions, because don't remember, you know, they're not just looking for a fit, they're looking for the right price, they're looking for the right terms. There's so much that's going on while a doctor discusses selling their practice that they probably don't know which way's up, which way's down at times. So when the sale actually goes through, what does this mean for the team? What good can possibly come out of it? What should they expect? So when it comes to dental practices being consolidated and and going into a DSO, every DSO is different. Um, Historically, what it it should mean is um, team is going to be taken care of, um, benefits, um, PTO, vacation, all those things are probably going to get better with the DSO because of their their size. Um, It's okay to to be angry about the change, um, but I would say just do your diligence because you're not going to get told the day that, that the deal closes. So at some point, there's usually a meet and greet two to three weeks before the, the closing happens. Ask tough questions of, of those operators that are going to come in to meet with you. Ask for references. Ask for multiple OMs who have transitioned with the practice and are still with that practice. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are that you're going to, it's going to go one of two ways. They're either going to give you multiple references and you're going to feel better about it. Or if they struggle to provide references, that might be telling in itself as well. So good. Hey, you guys, you know that I like to see things through uh, a rosy, a rosy window here. And I just want to say that working through a D uh, from a DSO or with a DSO, my bad. um, And my husband working with a DSO has literally changed our lives. Now I've really worked in DSOs. I've worked in private practice. I work with group practices. Um, I'm not going to say that I have a favorite. I mean, there's pros and cons to all of it, but working in a DSO has been hands down 
the best thing that's ever happened to me. And the reason why I will say that is because I started out as a dental assistant and they allowed me the opportunity to grow and eventually run 30 practices. And I can't even imagine what my life would look like had I not have worked for that DSO. So, you know, I encourage you to have a growth mindset. Think about the potential and what this could mean for you and your, your employees and embrace it as optimistically as you can, because it's not, if you go in with a, with a negative mindset or, you know, thinking it's going to be awful, guess what? It's going to be awful because you put that out into the world. So, um, Andrew, thank you so much for, uh, joining us today. Do you want to add anything before we go? Yeah, I would say if, and when your doctor ever tells you they're selling, just approach it with an open kind of inflexible mindset. There's going to be changes. There's a new owner. Um, it could be software. It could be, you know, you go from Dentrix to open, whatever, open, down. open dental, <laughs> whatever it might be. Um, different reporting end of the day. Keep in mind because this new owner is not only tracking one practice, but they need reporting on 10 to 20 practices or hundreds. So just be open. Um, and, and like I said, the, the worst that can happen is you give it a shot and maybe, maybe it's not for you, or maybe you end up growing outside the four walls because it's not uncommon for folks to, to move up in, in, in companies and, and help develop. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And if it's not a fit, then that means that there's something else for you. That's even better. You guys, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you wouldn't mind, because I don't have a ton of Apple reviews, I would love for you to leave me a five-star review and, uh, Hey, Thanks for meeting my husband. Thanks, Andrew, for joining us today. It's uh, been about only a year or so that I've been trying to get you on. So I appreciate you making the time. I will now go take out the trash. (laughs) Okay. Until next time, have a great day.